The stories we tell communicate who we are and what we value. Each episode, we consider a different story from our perspective as women. From murder ballads to fairy tales, we discuss the power these stories have over us all. This is our history, both real and imagined, told through the eyes of today. This is Femlore. Hi, welcome to Femlore. Hi, guys. This is Mindy. This is Rachel. And we're going to tell you, uh, Min, you're going to tell a really cool story today, right? Yeah, I'm super excited about this story. Um, I recently heard about it, and we are going to be sharing about a badass pirate woman named Grace the Bald. Whoa. So, like, I have so many questions. I can't wait to hear the story. Yeah, let's get into it. All right. The two female heads of state had to meet. This was 1593, when England was ruled by Elizabeth, the first, and Ireland was ruled by Grace the Bald. Grace wasn't actually bald. Well, not anymore. She got this nickname when she was just a girl. Although she came from a powerful seafaring family, as a girl, she was unable to board her father's ship. In order to be allowed passage, she shaved her head and disguised herself as a boy. Her father relented and let her follow him to Spain as a bald page boy. The nickname also followed her. And now the two matriarchs would meet two powerful women ruling in a male dominated culture of the times. While hundreds of thousands of women burned at the stake for being witches, these two women ruled their territories with determination, navigating and oftentimes overstepping the boundaries of what women were thought to be capable of. The meeting between these two was tense. Queen Grace had traveled to Queen Elizabeth's court to plead for the release of her two sons and her half-brother. The West Irish Kingdom and England were not technically at war, though Grace had sanctioned her Irish lord's revolt against the English crown, and she had continued to expand her own lands to the southeast by sea. The capricious pirate queen had certainly a danger to the English kingdom, and worse yet, she was also popular— which made her even more dangerous. Queen Grace walked in with her head held high, her dress of the finest cloth flowed behind her. Queen Elizabeth's pale face soon surfaced, trailed by her courtiers and advisors. Queen Grace did not bow when Elizabeth entered the room. Why would she? She thought to herself. She was also a queen, and she did not recognize Queen Elizabeth as the rightful queen of Ireland. Speaking in Latin, the two women came to an agreement as neither spoke each other's mother tongue of English or Irish. The English lord who had kidnapped the Irish queen's family would be exiled to England and her family would be released. In return, Queen Grace would no longer sanction her lord's disloyalty to the English crown. The pact was short-lived. Queen Grace rebelled soon after and the Nine Years' War began. For less than a day, A warrior queen and the virgin queen were in the same city and in the same room deciding the fate of millions. Cool. So what'd you think, Rach? Oh, man, I love Grace Lovold. I do, too. Can we be BFFs? Do you think she's looking for a BFF or is she like totally close and that she probably has enough BFFs, right? I don't know. Yeah, people love her. I think, you know, the fact that when she saw something she wanted, she would do what she had to do to get it. Yeah, it does make me sad, though, that she still had to kind of like work within the realms of male dominance where she had to shave her head. But it sounds like later on she was wearing a dress. And I mean, not that 
whatever choice she makes is fine. But it just is interesting, like her fluid, her fluidity between being a kind of more male or more female is very interesting. Um, I'm, I'm curious a lot about her life. I don't know if you have any more facts for me. Well, and I was going to say, I mean, isn't that the line that we all kind of have to still tiptoe? This is wild that the story is from centuries ago, but we still see that we still see the expectations of you know what a girl can do and the fact you know in in fairness the other piece that i will add is that her father's concern was based on the fact that she was a girl but also the fact that he said her hair would get caught in the sails on the boat so from a safety perspective he i think it was a way of covering up maybe his true things, but that it was shared that that was his original intention. He was worried that her hair would be a problem. She had long flowing locks and he said it could get caught. It could be a, huh. a hazard of the job. So she said, well, fine, let's not make this a hazard. And here I come. So oh, I like it. Grace you know, just handling her business. Exactly. It's so funny because that kind of reminds me of like um, when little kids wear long earrings, like the longer kind, my dad would never let me wear them when I was growing up. And I was so upset. I'd be like, why can't you let me wear them? And it's because he saw a girl in his class, like get stuck on the jungle gym with one of those long ones. And like, end of the story doesn't sound, it doesn't end well, but you know, you know what I mean? Like it was very traumatic for him and he's like, I'm not doing that. So yeah. that's interesting that he was, that he was trying to protect her in some way. That's very interesting. Mm -hmm. And that femininity is in, in the case of like older times is constraining, right? That, that the look of a woman would be constraining to not be able to like do things like sail. And when you're wearing heels run, right? Exactly. Yeah, I mean, what you just said made me think of so many other things. The fashion itself was so constraining. Most women were wearing corsets. They were sitting around, you know, they weren't getting exercise. They weren't moving. And it's, I mean, very much from a young age, Grace was involved in the ship work and like, you know, just by her own choice and pushing those limits. But most women too, because of all the societal constraints, they weren't the ones out there running and jumping and doing and even being strong enough to sail and do the typical things of a man, let alone what clothes they were in, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I think the Virgin Queen, too, is somebody that that kind of went against lines. From what I remember, she never married, which is very interesting. Uh, people can shout out and tell us we're wrong. But that's what I remember. And, um, you know, I think there's something about both of these women kind of skirting or just flying in the face of what was expected of them, which in some ways is endearing, but also kind of sad that because they were people of means and people of power that that it didn't apply to them. And I think their own status helped them do that. So um, yeah, it's very interesting. I, I think it's, um, it's kind of a study in two different ways of because like, if you think about it, the Virgin Queen, she was uh, the daughter of um, Henry VIII and Anne Boleyn. Um, she had a lot of problems with her sister, Mary, Queen of Scots. I'm pretty sure this is not validated, but I'm pretty sure she went to the Tower of London for a little bit. Not not 100% sure. Um, but, you know, that kind of, like, there was a lot of, but to be honest, she was born into that power, right? Like, she was royal. She was born into that power. And, it, and uh, you know, Grace the Bald, it basically, like, her, her family are, I don't want to say merchants, but very powerful merchants. And so it's like this, it's like a, a difference between being born blue blood or making your money like Warren Buffett. That's what it feels like, like, like those kinds of like different, and you know, a lot of that is myth. There's a lot of myth around, a mythos around how people have made their money, like garages and things like that, um, you know, for Silicon Valley. But I think it is very interesting that like these two kind of 
um, different ways of getting into power for women are now seeing each other. And so this is very cool. I don't know. I don't know how I feel, which one I like better. I'm just going to say Grace the Ball because she has a rad name. Same. And I would say to that point, you know, Grace did continue to get her own lands that she served and ruled. Even in the story, it talks about how she continued to expand her own lands into the southeast by sea. So, I mean, she was taking, people loved her. She was... Um, I thought you had mentioned before we recorded, we were, I was like asking about Grace the Bald and you were letting me know about like a handkerchief incident that she did. Yeah. So, Grace really didn't see Queen Elizabeth as having any um, any need for her to bow down. And that's why in the story when she enters and um, is seen as not bowing to her because she did not see Queen Elizabeth as a true queen of Ireland. Um, and there is a story that was told um, about Grace coming in. And while she was in the presence of that said court, she sneezed and was given a handkerchief by one of the ladies of the court. And Grace then blew her nose in it and threw it in the fire which was not common practice of the times. I mean, now <laughs> we'd be grateful when people do that. That's what you should do. Um, I feel like she was ahead of her time. Like she was like, coronavirus, nope. Let's get that into the fire immediately. Exactly. Like that's pretty rad. That's 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 definitely smart. Like why would you hand that back? Well, I, yeah. I mean, I don't know if you're supposed to hand it back or keep it or I really don't know. the. Um, but I know throwing it in the fire was not the typical yeah. style of the times can i just say though the whole idea of a handkerchief is disgusting so disgusting so gross so you like blow it then you put it back in then you blow your nose i mean it just seems like a like I don't know, a bad, bad idea it is gross but Ooh, you have a counterpoint to handkerchiefing okay let's hear it <laughs> there's a part of me as you know wanting to help save the environment and i realize that toilet paper and kleenex are not top of the list for things that are like polluting our world because we have found ways of using products that then eventually disintegrate. Um, but when you think about it, even like, okay, I don't have a kid, so I do not use disposable or I mean, reusable diapers, but I know people who have and who do. And it seems like that's an immense amount of product saved through Kleenex. I mean, think about toilet paper. Maybe get a bidet instead of all the toilet paper we use. Um, we I'm saw down that with the bidet. Yeah, That's we saw great. that happen with mm-hmm. coronavirus, and um, you know, we're you just to, don't touch anything with a bidet. You just sit there and let it let it do its thing. You know, right? Hands up, no nothing, nothing to do with your hands, and you're just bideting. So I get that. But I think Grace the Bald would have bidet. I think she she was definitely bidet. Oh, they probably didn't even have either back then. No, but, she was probably not showering. Let's be real. Yeah. Unless she accidentally fell into the ocean, in which case she might have gotten a quick shower. But right. Um, I will say it is very interesting, though, um, that you mentioned that you like handkerchiefs. That means that next time I see you, are you going to pull one out of your pocket? I did not say that I like It sounds like you like handkerchiefs. <laughs> it sounds like you're pro-handkerchief. <laughs> Just tell it to give it to me straight. I'm just saying I can understand. Like, at a, it is funny. I think when germ outbreaks or other things, you know, it then really makes us think about how much is around and new products are created, new processes um, and kind of cultural shifts. But sometimes, sometimes maybe we need to look back at the original. Like, I don't know. I, 
I don't know. I uh, now I feel like we've talked way too long OG? about this. I'm just OG? I'm just saying it's become our common practice. But if I lived in a time of handkerchiefs, I don't know. I, I guess here's my caveat. Let's hear it. If handkerchiefs were socially acceptable, and if it was now when we have laundry detergent, high heat washing machines you can kill the germs. But I guess on that fact, then if you have to use high heat to kill the germs in the wash, as opposed to using cold water, you're ruining the environment. I don't know. So maybe it's a wash. Give me the tissues. I guess I'm <laughs> sold. Sh- I'll take the Kleenex. Yeah. <laughs> Give fair. me the Kleenex. Give me the Kleenex. <laughs> so back to Grace the Bold. <laughs> so then she throws it into the, and did everybody just like look at her in disbelief when she threw it into the fire? She was like, everybody's like, oh, oh I can't believe gas, she just did that. Gasps abound. So it was like a high school dance when like exactly. that one girl is like, no, I'm not dancing with him and I was like oh, that never happened to me I don't know why I said that but it felt right <laughs> the other thing about Grace that really is not as typical of the times is the fact that she was married a couple times and um, her first husband she married in 1546 he was a son of a neighboring chieftain and they had three children um, her husband then died and she inherited some of him, his estate, which I think even helped in her like gaining traction and kind of gaining notoriety in neighboring towns in her own. Um, she was really well respected and established herself as a clever and fearless military leader through her works at sea. It sounds like she could inherit property, which is a big deal. So that must be that she was in Ireland because I know even up to past Jane Austen's time, women couldn't inherit property, really. I mean, it was very hard. If you were very wealthy, you can get your husband to get you some sort of workaround. But the fact that she could inherit property, that's incredible. That's that's incredible. So she. it also sounds like she got married very young because she was born in 1530, I think you told me. Yep. So she got married at 16, if I'm doing the math right. Yeah. Uh, wow. So then she had three kids and then she gets a bunch of property after he dies. So she's probably like 22, right? (laughs) God, she lived a crazy life. That's incredible. The other story about her and her relationship. So after her first husband died, she was very strategic about who she would marry next. And next she married um, Iron Richard Bork. I'm not sure how to say the name, sorry if I butchered that, whose lands were conveniently situated close to the Newport area where she was, and it was a great area where she wanted to conquer. Um, And legend has said that she married him so she could get her hands strategically on the important Rock Fleet Castle. And during this time, um, it was somewhat backed up that this this theory that she really only married him for the land was backed up because at that time under Irish law, a woman could marry for a minimum of a year and then divorce her husband if she wished. And as soon as that year was up, she divorced him. Damn, she's a gold digger and I love it. I love it. And it's reported that how she set into divorcing him, she called out. Richard Bark, I dismiss you. Damn, that's some cold shit. I love you so much, Christopher. Yeah, so she <laughs> let go of the marriage. She held on to the castle and it strengthened her influence in the area. Wow. But they so. did have a son together. So oh, that was quick. That mm. was, wow, that was fast turnaround there. Yeah, hmm. I mean, 
Yeah. Wow. So that's so interesting. So her as a woman was able to utilize marriage in a way that men typically did, right? Yeah. That is, I'm in love with Grace the Bald. Mm -hmm. Is that weird? No. Tom, I'm sorry. I just love Grace the Bald. I can't help it. She's pretty rad. She's one of the raddest ladies that we've talked about. And, you know, I don't I don't advocate that people marry for not love, right? I'm not advocating for that. But um, to be shrewd in a time where she needed to be shrewd is very uh, admirable in a way, um, because I think a lot of women didn't have those same choices. And it sounds like Ireland was way far ahead of England um, at this time for women inheriting property, women being able to divorce. So that wasn't something in England for a long time. I have to look up the date, but... I don't think that was possible for a while. Um, divorce just wasn't something you could do. So to then take divorce and make it something that she could utilize for her benefit. This is, wow. She'd be running like 12 companies right now, huh? Oh, totally. Because speaking of that, um, after her father's death, she inherited his estate and began to control the family's fleet of ships. So during that time, she was the one that was going around and getting taxes and um, taxes from other merchant ships that passed in her area or any of her coastlines and earning herself um, the accolade of a pirate queen. So that's how she's also known as the pirate queen. Um, And through this time, I mean, it just really showed how intelligent and sophisticated of an operator she was like this business that she set up. And due to this, because the money and taxes at that time were actually supposed to be going to England. Um, so there was many times where um, there was like a price out for her head from England, and they were trying to imprison her. Um, and some of the lands were taken from her, and she was actually twice imprisoned by the English. But and on one occasion is when she was actually sentenced to death, but she always managed to get herself out of trouble um, and, you know, actually made it to quite an old age. She died in her 70s of natural causes in 1603. Wow. Wow. So we should all like look at Grace the Bald as like a, well, no, please, please don't plunder places or, you know, take taxes out on people. <laughs> Sounds a little mafia to me. But um, I do think that there's something so wonderful about her because she is so different from a lot of people that we see in that in that time period. I do think too, that the dichotomy between her and Queen Elizabeth is very interesting too. These are both women of power, and they are both so different, but so the same in a lot of ways. So um, I, I don't know what to make of that. I mean, um, seeing powerful women in general is is good. Um, but I'm not sure that, you know, if they're ruthless, that doesn't make them any less ruthless. But I do appreciate it when women are human. Like they're not seen as this like, very, I don't know, a virginal sort of like, oh, sex, what's that? You know, I call it doing it, that kind of thing. Like we're not, you know, when it's, it's a little bit more um, grounded in, in less in femininity, but in reality, I think there's something so wonderful about that. And I feel like Grace the Bald is an embodiment of that, right? Like she is going to do what she needs to do to survive and she's going to do it well. So she's she's not just going to survive. She's going to like blossom, you know, like, I don't know. Make a name for herself. Make yeah. a name for herself. Though I'm sure she's like, Grace the Bald, really? That was like years ago. She has many nicknames. Oh, I mean, the, oh, lay them on me. The Pirate Queen was another one. It's a better um, one. And it's admittedly a better one than yeah. Grace the Bald. Yeah. And there's lots of them in um, more like 
old timey Irish like Gaelic that I don't know how to read. Um, but the other story that I think is is quite amazing. So um, as I was sharing just about relationships, because it really interests me, you know, she it's known how many different relationships she is. And when you look at kind of like the dichotomy compared to Queen Elizabeth, who was supposed to be the virgin queen, like that's something that we talk about there. But Grace the Bald really did have many, um, I guess, male characteristics of the time, like things that are celebrated about Grace are much more typical of like men of that time where Queen Elizabeth were much more of women. Hmm. Right. Yeah. yeah. And so within this beyond being a a strategic leader, um, which we actually know Queen Elizabeth was was too in a lot of ways. um, Yeah. But in the sense of like fighting and pillaging, another story about Grace that I really liked is um, so we know. So she was first married, like we said, when she was young, they had three kids together um, and then her husband had died. So they had three children together and um then she took a lover and he was then killed. So her lover, to get revenge, um, she attacked a castle on Duna and killed them all. And this is what gave her yet another nickname as the Dark Lady of Duna. Ooh, that's catchy. Yeah. And then she married again. And that's the one where she married for just a year and divorced him. Um, but even after that so during it sounds like it was possibly during her second marriage or maybe even after she had divorced him um is when she placed yet another successful attack on duna pretty much sounding just like wanted to i mean you don't cross grace the bald or the dark lady of duna i mean geez oh that doesn't sound great to have military campaigns like on the backs of each other like that sounds awful But I think this goes to the point that we've talked about before that sometimes it is nice to see stories where a woman can like there's so much we can celebrate about grace, but there's also pieces that we don't have to like. And I think in so many modern fairy tales that we know today, the women are very likable. They're quiet. Mm -hmm. They smile. Mm -hmm. They do what they're supposed to do. And Grace said, no, she did. I mean, she did what she wanted to do, but it wasn't quiet. It wasn't, she wasn't peaceful. She wasn't waiting for someone else to make the move. Um, She really led. And I think it is amazing that with everything she did, that she somehow lived into her 70s. Yeah. Yeah, that is incredible, especially in that time period. I mean, that's incredible. Yeah, you know, there's there's something very interesting about Grace the Bald that I have to just um, like. And the the big thing is that she is a human. She is, she is, she has faults. She's not this uh, black and white character of like, oh, isn't she great? Isn't she terrible? And I think we do that with men too. Like you look at George Washington, you know, we look at these men as, um, as like infallible, if that's the right word, not sure. But, um, you know, I think we look at these people as infallible. And, and in some ways, the humanity that is associated with women isn't usually there, right? Like women are one thing or another. And I think it's really, cool that grace is different she has a lot of there's a lot of what is it like i don't know if you watch shrek but there's a lot of rings to that onion you know what i mean like she's got a lot of layers totally yeah she's got a lot of layers which hey that's good don't we all yeah yeah but so often in tales we don't get to see mm-hmm. all those layers yeah. the the female character is very much kind of she's there for 
love and mothering and you know i mean so again it's like grace did some of those things i mean she had she had four children like she had kids she was a wife but the fact too that she had a lover and she got divorced those were not overly common things of that time yeah well and i just love that she's just gonna do it Fuck it. Like, and I'm I think do it. I think that's why her story was so celebrated. You know, there's she has made it into so many different songs and plays. There's statues of her. There's different ships that are named after her. There's one um, known as Ye Loyal Crew of Grace O'Malley that appears in a Florida pirate festival every year. So and, you know, something Hold I, on. There's a Florida pirate festival every year. You know this because we're going. Oh, oh! you didn't tell me about the tickets. I have no idea, but that sounds incredible. I'm just kidding. Yeah, I, I would love to check it out. Um, if if any of you pirate festival planners are listening, send us, send us some tickets. Let us know what's up at the pirate festival. Although we won't, we won't gather right now. We'll give right. it some time. Right. We'll give it some time. Yeah. Um, and for fair context and what you may have noticed in the, the whole handkerchief discussion, we are actually pre-recording this episode it is currently march of 2020 and we are um in the throes in the throes of figuring out what this virus means and you know we're we're yeah yeah it's very serious right now but you know what femlor in your ear helps hand sanitizer on those hands yeah femlor in your ear hand sanitizer on those hands or better yet wash them with soap and water please wash it's very important and if you use a handkerchief throw it into the fire Follow Grace's advice. Follow Grace's advice. Yes. Her legacy is just, it's so long. Like there was even a short-lived Broadway musical based on her life, which I just recently learned, written by the team behind Les Mis. What? I know, we'll have to look that up. We'll link to it in our show notes, Grace anything we can find. <laughs> it would be That amazing. was my Jean Valjean version. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I was it. really trying. Oh, that's you very know, sad. If you had to be one of these two queens... Grace the Bald or Queen Elizabeth, who would you be and why? Good question. This is like truth or dare, but better. Mm. Mm. I mean, I think the freedom of Grace the Bald is very appealing because um, at least she can like, I know the Virgin Queen had a lot of eyes on her, you know, like she, um, and I will say the interesting thing about her was that she was like, she had a cult around her for her virginity, um, which is interesting because women are always procreators. So I don't know how to feel about that. And also virginity is just a basic, it's just like a Fox news, fake news. Like basically it's fake news. Uh, no such thing as virginity, just like men don't have virginity. Right. Um, and I think that, I mean, there'll be arguments about that just so you know, I know people are going to argue about that, but um, you know, that there are a lot of different types of bodies. And for you to say that, that virginity exists is very s- silly. And honestly, it's one of those things that it's held women back for a long time. Um, but so I think there's something interesting about the Virgin Queen, the fact that she never had children, um, but which like, look at the odds. Would you like, even though you're a queen, like, come on, you're like, you're probably going to die or your baby's probably going to die. And it's going to hurt a lot in between. So like, I don't know. I kind of get it. I kind of get it. Like, I'd probably do that if I was the queen. Um, I think, too, for Grace she is at least like she can shave her head like she has some like she has some power i mean i'm really down with the killing part not really but she did have four kids if if kids are something you don't want to go through labor at that time she had four oh i don't know this is a hard choice what would you do i grace the bald all day every day i mean knowing how her life turned out but 
if if you asked me at that time, would I rather be in a castle where people bring me everything that I need? Or would I be out on a ship? I don't know. I don't know what choice. I mean, me as I'm such a water person, I love being by the water. I have been to Ireland. My sister actually got married there and it's so beautiful. I love you, Heather. Such a great experience. Um, And actually another really cool Irish tale. Maybe we'll get to it at some point, but we stayed in this amazing castle that you can rent out. It was called Blackwater Castle. And there are some tales of Lady Roche who is actually known to still haunt the grounds it's the so castle. funny right when mindy got back and she's like oh yeah i just went you know like we had been talking about her leaving and then when she came back i was like is it haunted tell me everything that was my first question i didn't even ask how she was doing or maybe what. we'll have to tell that story oh, because that yeah oh, scary stories those are my favorite i'll actually share with you that one of the guests saw Lady Roche. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah, you told me the story, but I'm going to act surprised okay. because well, I love it. Coming to you later on, yes. on Femlar. Maybe yes. maybe we'll do like a an extra episode or we'll save that for season two. But um, I'll, I'll put a link to the castle um, in the show notes just so we we're talking about other women so, of Ireland. But you're saying you would be Grace the Bald because you would like Ireland. Yeah. That's your deal? I, exactly. Also, you like the sea. I like, like the, sea. the sea. I like Ireland. I like the fact... That, I don't know, I mean, it sounds, even though it's not like her father said, like, yeah, come on the ship, he he eventually came around and supported it. So kind of having that support, too. Do you think it was like in Ivanka and then the Trump brothers situation where he's like, fuck it, those two can't run shit, I gotta give it to Grace. <laughs> I'm just saying. I don't, I don't know, I actually don't know how many siblings she yeah, had. Or- she had two brothers, right? Okay. And I don't know if they were on the ships with her or where they stood in line, but. But the fact that she eclipsed them. Right. She's she's a bad bee. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know that you can. I mean, you can go wrong with choice because let's be honest, both maybe for our for now probably isn't the best. But I mean, I guess you're right. At least you could wear pants. But I almost think it's one of those uh, now speaking of the the truth or dare uh, sort of qu- or would <laughs> you rather you guys, you guys should play this game at home femlor fans would you rather <laughs> would you rather but you know it's how they ask would you rather know how you die or when you die oh. that one always makes me think but i think to this point in my in my question it's choosing either of them and knowing you make it through because so if you tell me even though like it's not like I want to go pillage some other like town. Stop but pillaging uh, <laughs> towns. It's really bad for Femlore's look. It's bad. Of that time, if you knew you got to run and jump and like do all the things that Grace did and you were gonna live and make it through, that's very different than thinking like I just love in your in your monologue it was run and jump. <laughs> like that was what was most important. Yeah, I guess <laughs> I'm <laughs> pants thing it's the pants thing right no but it's like being able to be on a ship i don't like the killing part but i mean how many people did queen elizabeth kill but not herself by saying at least grace was in the trenches like doing it and if you knew you were gonna make it through that changes the perspective i would imagine but i I have never had to come in anywhere close contact with any decision like that so Mm -hmm. this is obviously very high level Well, I, so you're Grace the Bald. Grace the I'm Bald. I'm un, undetermined. I feel like you're Queen Elizabeth. Really? You you don't have a strong enough 
voice either way. The so. only thing I want is not to have kids. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? So Queen Elizabeth, there okay, you go. Cool. Cool, 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 cool. So if this was centuries ago, we still would have met. That's oh, all I was yeah. trying to get to. You know what? <laughs> we would have like, we would have been like, I would have been looking down my nose at you like, oh, it's crystal bald. I'm sorry. This grace the bald. <laughs> well, I would have been looking down my Kleenex at you or down my handkerchief. At you, you would have been doing the right thing, though, in your defense. Now we know. Now Burning we your, know. Burn all the handkerchiefs. Burn Do it them. right now. If you have handkerchiefs, take them, put them in the fireplace. Burn them. You know, it is so interesting because I, I work in the wedding business on the side. And oftentimes people to honor a loved one will take an old handkerchief and wrap it around their bouquet. Oh, interesting. Like if there's like a, you know, because people had like monogram. I mean, there was something special because it was accepted and kind of just this thing, but it is really gross. Do you want to hear something really funny? Because Okay, so I'm a big Oscar Wilde fan because of course I am. God. Um, anyway, he he always, it, he like, I, I read Dorian Gray a while ago and there's this part where he's like, oh yeah, you have to have your, like you're smelling something. And I had looked it up later and people would actually keep like, like, um, like flowers on their, on their um, shirts or whatever. And they would smell them when somebody else was talking to them because their breath stank so bad. What? Isn't that gross? It just, sorry, I know we were talking handkerchief, but I just had to get grosser. So like they had to like keep them by their nose. Like if you were talking to me and your breath was stanky, I'd put it up to my... But your breath would be stanky as hell too, because neither of us had brushed it in no, years. No, you're, you're right. You're right. We, we're equal stank. But like, do you think that was like a little bit of like a burn? Like you talk to me and I'm like... But again, if this is just the way things were, that becomes normal. Yeah, and it's it's, it's so wild. I love that you shared that because there's so, so many other things like that. Like these common practices. Wow. Moral of your moral of the story, don't use a handkerchief and brush your teeth. And if you don't brush your teeth, maybe get some nice right but they didn't even know i mean so how wild that instead it was like oh let's just cover this up instead of thinking about like what can we do to stop the stank (laughs) (laughs) hashtag stop the stank (laughs) don't i mean just yeah it's very interesting though i do know that um in the medieval ages they were brushing their teeth with like licorice and stuff they would brush they would still brush their teeth so i don't know what the victorian hygiene was but it doesn't probably had to do even if they had something to brush their teeth, I don't know that they had something to like stop cavities or like a mm. rotten tooth or yeah. thinking about like, oh, because I have not like, I feel like that's what people sometimes be like, oh, like old man breath. But it's like if somebody has like a rotten tooth and I can smell that, I like. You have a sixth sense. For I don't know. Teeth. I think I just have like a really strong sense of smell and I. You know what? For your birthday this year, I'm going to get you one of those little bouquets. You Will you? Your, yeah, I got you. It's funny because I do like I I enjoy perfume because I I like the smell of it. But when I um, first started dating Malcolm, I remember something he shared with me was how he has such a horrible sense of smell, and I was like, it really made me stop and rethink like your marriage. Welcome. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, but like who and why I wear perfume and it helped me to validate like it's something I do for myself. Yeah. Like I but you know cuz I continue to do it even after being like, well, he can't smell a damn thing. So, I mean, he can, but you know, he doesn't have the best sense of but smell. But it's for you. Right, exactly. Yeah. But it just makes me think like then that was a way of for the individual helping, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, making just, life a little more pleasant. A little in those more times. pleasant with some some 
smelling flowers. Yeah. Very important. I just think it's very interesting that uh, that Grace the Bald was like so like there for it. And she was doing all this stuff with her own hands and like, okay, yeah, that involved killing. So let's just not, we, we won't, we won't. We're not necessarily celebrating that. No, no, no. That but is, we're celebrating her. Yes, yes. And how she was like killing it. Not literally. <laughs> <laughs> not literally. Oh, she was literally also killing it. Oh, I'm rubbing my head. <laughs> that was well-timed, Rachel Mar. Yes. Well-timed. No, but I know what you mean. There's a lot that, um, a lot here to celebrate in the way of, I really see her at a high level as being someone to help break down gender stereotypes. Yeah. yeah. And I think too, like um, this idea of gender stereotypes, you know, I'm excited for the day when we get to the place, like, I don't think we have that, uh, we can afford that right now, but I'm very excited on the day when we can not like, this is going to sound weird, but we cannot like a woman. Like, I think right now, like our, our main goal is to get women in places. So like in jobs and getting women exposure and, and helping women anywhere we can. Cause right now we're at that phase where we have to pull other women up. We have to help. And I'm looking forward to that place when women are gray, right? When we're, when we're at a place where like, yeah, she, she kind of sucks. Right. I mean, well, and that's what I was trying to get at earlier. You know, like there's so much too, that we can be like, you know, it's, it, she's not necessarily, she didn't do everything right. Right. And you know, you don't have to be perfect. You don't have to be virginal right. to be worthy of being celebrated. Exactly. And I think that's the um, the true thing that we can celebrate about Grace the Bald. You're right. It works both ways. So not just that you can hate somebody, but that you can like somebody despite that. And I think yes. that's that's where we're not at yet. Um, and I think we'll we'll get there. But men get a lot of affordance for being gray. So if you talk about any monarch, they're like, well, they did this badly, but actually they did this great, right? There's always a, but they did this. And uh, women are very much black and white. There's mm-hmm. no gray. And I think um, that's out of necessity, I would say, um, with our with our pay gap and everything like that. But I think there's room to become that way. And I, I look very forward to that day when I can be like, you know what? Yeah. Well, and I love what you're saying. It's actually making me think, you know, we have a very important election coming up in November. And the fact, I think we see that a lot in politics. We see so often that there is a huge group of people who will say, well, I am either Democrat or Republican. And that's just how I vote. It doesn't matter what the person did. They overlook all of these things. And there's also a lot of people who have just one, um, you know, one topic or one thing that they say, whoever is going to do this one thing the way that I want, especially I think you see it a lot in like, people being like, pro life, and um, they just vote for whoever is going to align that way, because for whatever reason, that means a lot to them. And it's so hard when you operate in a space like that, because that's how you end up with someone like Trump in the presidency, you know, when people can overlook all of these bad things, because men, to your point, are much more often able to be in that gray space. They're able to say, well, he's going to do this the way that I want. So I can overlook the fact that he has said and done so many horrible things. Um, Not to mention the coronavirus. Yeah. I mean, he didn't even take it seriously. So, right. you know, you're so right. And I feel like the, the standard for women is a lot higher. And uh, I will say yes. um, when Elizabeth Warren was out of the race, um, you know, and this for listeners would be months ago, but, you know, I had a moment of sadness, but I also thought she could get into the race. 
you know, we're getting there and it's just going to take a long, a little bit longer for us to hold on. And we're always that, we're always in that place. We're always holding on a little bit longer, but I, it gave me a little bit of hope. And, you know, you have to also look at the women that came before you that enabled you to be able to do this. So I said that to my mother-in-law and I was very open. I was like, look, women like you and my mom helped women like me exist, right? So I wouldn't be who I am today without either of you. And I think that's very important. So we still have a long way to go. We still have some gray to get. Got to get that gray. Um, but also we have some, uh, you know, even though we have that long way to go, um, people like Grace the Bald help us remember that women can be terrible and awesome. Right. Yeah. Be both. Be I terrible and awesome. Don't kill anybody, <laughs> but be be both. And Burn your tissues. I love it. And two things that I wanted to say real quick while yes. we still have it is I also love the social media memes that were going around, especially as Elizabeth Warren dropped out of the race mm-hmm. because I loved her as well. Um, but I'm I'm hoping that we get the opportunity to vote for Bernie Sanders in November. Just my thoughts and opinions. Um you know, we're recording this in a time where we we don't know how we end up yet. We actually so everybody are, can laugh at us. All of the listeners can laugh. <laughs> right. We'll uh-huh. see where we are. Um, but I was seeing the memes that said, stop telling your daughter that she can be anything, even president, if you wouldn't actually vote for a woman president. And I think, unfortunately, that's what we saw. We're still at a point where that's something that people say and like, oh, sweetie, you can be anything. You can be president. But then there's so many men that just aren't able to do that. And yeah. women too, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, but to bring us back to the story of Grace, well, the last thing Grace I would say- Grace for president? 2020? Grace for 1520. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, but oh, that was before she was born. Grace for 1560. Sure. There you go. Yeah. Yes. Um, Grace O'Malley was a real warrior, a woman of the sea, and a rebel who fought for the rights of her country and did not hesitate to ask for what she wanted, even from a queen. Damn, Grace LaBelle's an OG. Grace LaBelle's an OG. All right. Well, th- thanks for bringing this story, man. Yeah. This was so fun. Um, and remember to check out the hashtag, hashtag going gray for equal pay. I will also be participating, though I don't have enough grays yet, but I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying to sprout them. I'm concentrating very hard. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I think it's it's something that we should all think about. And, you know, get a little grace in your life. You know? Well, and also, yeah, speaking of, you know, grace, there's the opportunity. Do what is right for you. I am not saying mm-hmm. that you can't color your hair. I'm not saying you can't True. get those manicures or yep. pedicures. There's things that add joy to our life. Do what you want to do. Be who you want to be. But really think maybe about why you're doing it. I know for me personally, I'm trying to set aside the money that I would have been spending on covering my grays for a trip or for a getaway or something that is when I think about my personal priorities, it's higher on the list, but I had gotten in such a routine of covering my grades that it just kind of became a part of my monthly budget. So um, trying to take that back and empower myself in that way. Yeah. And like, like men says, if you love coloring your hair, you color your hair, you do right. whatever you want. It's about the choice. Mindy. Rachel. Guess. Okay. Guess when women got the right to vote. Uh, do we have it yet? <sighs> Sort of. Uh, We got the right to vote. And this is white women, by the way. So this does not uh, encompass everybody. But white women got the right to vote in on June 4th, 1919. It's only been about 100 years. So so wild. It's so wild. But um, one organization that I think Grace the Bald really pairs well with, and I mean, I'm talking like that fruity flavor. 
You know what I mean? Like it kind of just has that fruity flavor. Kind of like it reminds me of like the wet stone flavor you get, like of a wet stone from the Cliffs of Moher. It's really mossy. Are you licking stones when we're not recording? Uh, no, I just uh. drink a lot of wine. <laughs> and lick stones on the side. You're just check, checking. I'm just it. trying to be silly. Just trying to be silly. This nonprofit that we're really pushing forward is the League of Women Voters, which is an incredible organization. Um, they're trying to fight photos... Uh, voter suppression, um, and their their um, their tagline is empowering voters and defending democracy. So, League of Women Voters is an incredible organization. Um, I do some volunteer work with them, and I think they are something that pairs very well with Grace the Bald because not only do they also hang around cliffs in Ireland, potentially, um, they also uh, you know defend freedom and. Um, you know, really make their own story. And that's what we're about. That's what that's what Grace the Bald was about. So yeah, uh, take action, join the League of Women Voters and give some money. And we'll link to them in our show notes. And yeah, no pressure, but especially with, you know, just being grateful for everything that organizations like this have done to continue to empower women and the right to vote. And we've got a very important election coming up. So um, yeah, happy to support them. Make your concrete heard. Exactly. Thanks. <laughs> Bye, men. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next week with another episode, but you can always find us on Instagram at Femlore Podcast or visit us online at femlore.com. We love what we do, but we can't do it without you. Your listens, shares, and reviews keep us going, so please tell your friends about us. Femlore is produced by Mindy Scott, Rachel Marr, Aaron Crossland, and Lauren Crossland Marr. Audio engineering and music by Aaron Crossland, research and coordination by Lauren Crossland Marr, and as always, canine support provided by Andy and Cody. Ow!